0: Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the War Room. We got Tez, Air, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a Hot Block Commander. How you wanna end the one or two hour show to get the brain running with the premieres and talk sports on a national level. Vote with the topic Shorter like Scrubbies. When it's game time, like the bad Five doing prime time. Sports enablers. Speak their minds a little bit. For Sports medicine, sports, veterans, and greats. The four for 26th so the wall in Kuwait. It's the War Room. With five
1: nights at the round table. Five silly guys, different, and educated. What up, good people? What's good? was good? You are once again live in the War Room. Brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, B. Austin. Jimmy the Blueprint will be with us in just a short while. Uh, The first round of the NBA playoffs, B, are pretty much over for some, but it's getting a little intense for others. First things first, tonight is the start of the 2022 NFL Draft. So Fred Perdue will be joining us for a few quick minutes to preview the important stuff that's about to happen. So sit back, relax. Bust it up again with your guys in the War Room, the greatest man cave in the history of the third rock from the sun. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash thewarroom. Or you could join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at War room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323 410 one two yo b what up fam yo what does this uh elon musk copping twitter mean for us because i i see a lot of people who's like like nervous about it and like just talking like yo i don't know about this and i'm like why what's what's what yeah. does it mean for us why is it our i
2: business? mean twitter
1: i don't twitter
2: even know we have Twitter Twitter has always had private ownership and I think that it's it's been so free and so much filth and ignorance and freedom of speech have been spewed forth people actually think like it's like it's I don't want to say the government but like a freedom thing and somehow Elon Musk is going to remove their freedom
1: see but the like, thing oh. the, the little bit of it that you know that I read on it was saying like he was coming Back to give people their freedom of speech back. They said some of it has been taken away a little bit on Twitter. It wasn't it isn't, isn't excuse me as free as it's always been. Um, and I heard that he pledges to to do the opposite. So I don't understand what everybody's complaining about. What everybody's nervous about. Um, I, don't um,
2: I don't know. Elon Elon is so rich that. He just makes people uncomfortable. Like, everything he does has an agenda because we've been conditioned. And I'm not saying this is wrong, but we've been conditioned to believe that all super-duper wealthy people are like Bill Gates and uh, George Soros. Like, we, we, we are conditioned to believe there's a nefarious agenda at hand when they make a, a coppage of this size and type.
0: That's right.
1: Speaking of the size, he paid paying forty four billion dollars for Twitter. And I do I do hear that he does plan to take it public. Um, people thinking that, you know, eventually when it goes public, it'll be on the market for around fifty four dollars a share. Um, but I don't know if I just been trying to I haven't dove deep into it, but, I you know, because of the way. Folks were talking. I was just trying to do a little bit of research to see what people could possibly be talking about, because I'm not really, I wouldn't call myself an expert in the Twitter world by any means, you know, whatsoever. I send one tweet a week, and that's just to tell people that this show is going to be on at 6 p.m. if you're going to listen live, and, and that's it. I don't know what happens after that. <laughs> I don't know who sees it. I don't know who retweets it. I don't know who likes it. I don't know any of that. So that's my so, Twitter use, the extent of my Twitter use weekly.
2: Is it is it safe to say that you haven't been active on Twitter in like a decade?
1: I don't know my personal Twitter uh, password.
0: <laughs> I've tried it like a couple
1: of times, but I. it's been,
3: it's been no. years. Hey, I'm not going to say the, it why hasn't been make a decade, security,
1: but I don't know my why password. Why do you make the security
2: on Twitter so tough, like? to find your personal password like they make you go to Fort Knox and jump through some hoops. Right. And, and, and I
1: quit. And like I, like it was I quit, asking yeah, me to like do all of care. that. Yeah. It was asking me to do all that and I quit. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just continue to, you know, tweet the, from the, from the business joint, <laughs> the advertisement for the show. That's, that's all I could, you know, <laughs> that's all I can muster. And when I forget the password to that joint, I mean, because it's usually just logged yeah. on, but, you know, when you get new phones and stuff like that, everything is logged off. Right. So, I mean, but with, for that one, I just, I, I hit y'all up. Like, yo, what's the company password? But I ain't had nobody to hit up for mine. So, I'm on, like, my second, maybe third phone since I lost it. And, you know, it's like a phone for me, like, every two years. So, you said a decade. It's been anywhere between four and I I just can't find it. I don't know. Somebody look and see when my last tweet was, and I I have no clue. But uh, shout out to Bull, Forty-four million dollars. I mean, when you're worth, you know, when you're worth like two hundred and sixty-four billion dollars, forty-four. I'm not saying it's, it's, you know, pocket change. It's it's a nice drop in the bucket. I guess that would be the equivalent of. Us buying a a home for ourselves or something. So, dude went out <laughs> and and bought himself a a home toy for four hundred. I mean, I'm sorry for forty four billion dollars. And people are out here nervous of what he's going to do to their, I guess, their favorite platform. Dude, All right, but anyway, man, you remember?
2: I uh, remember when being rich was being a millionaire. Like, right. I don't know. Recently, I've just been Yo. like being a millionaire
1: really. But. But I mean, but do you remember when being filthy rich was being a billionaire and I'm talking about like $1.2 billion. Yo,
2: dude makes
1: people with $1.2 billion seem like charity cases now. 264. Yo, he could hire, yo, he could hire and fire them. Bezos is like $172 billion. Like, you know, what happened to like barely scraping a billion and you being like one of the most well-off people on the planet. <laughs> now people out here with almost $300 billion. So, yeah, you can buy and sell a lot of, lot of folks. One man slavery. All right, so um, before we get started, man, we've got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode, so don't miss an episode. You can hit uh, the War Room, uh, Tissue in the Tape if you're a hip-hop fan, the Broad Street Line if, you, if you're into Philly sports as well as superstars. Uh, shout out to those guys. John Appetite if you call yourself a foodie, on the couch with the Wilsons if you're in the TV and movies, uh, after further review with the mayor, a whole lot more, man, just make sure – you check us out, warroomsports.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. All right, so hot topics. Before we uh, get to the homie Fred Purdue uh, about this NFL draft that's going on this evening, got to let you know that this segment is brought to you by MyBookie. It's time for you guys to make some money sports betting at MyBookie, so if you still haven't checked them out, then it's time to stop wasting time and place your bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports even prop bets on things like the NFL draft. You can do that by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages a little bit after the game starts. So join now, and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM. That's all caps, one word. Hope you can spell, because I'm not spelling it out war room to activate this offer. Is it mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right. So like I've been saying, the NFL draft is tonight. Uh what up to Skyview? What up to Neil in the in the chat room? Um glad to have y'all with us. As usual. Neil, get well soon. Don't be giving us no scares like that. Um so uh, the NFL draft is tonight. B. You know, we've been talking about this well, leading up to this, especially about the team that, that we root for and the, and the moves that they've been making prior to and surrounding this draft. But we're going to talk to our own correspondent, the boardroom sports draft expert, uh, Fred Purdue, and we got him on the line now.
4: Yo, Fred, what's going on? Good brother. How are you? Fellas, what's going on? It's
0: been a minute. It's been a long minute,
4: actually. Yes, sir. It's I mean, been a long minute,
2: and you've been uh, you've been ruckusing on Jack Jackson State, I see, man. Well, <laughs> we, boy, we, boy, we, see.
1: Fred, we talked to you a couple times during the, the college football season. You know, we can't go a whole college football season without talking of to, course not. you know, of the course college not. football expert himself. But, um, yo, like I said, the draft is tonight. I know this is your wheelhouse. <laughs> this is what you do, the time that you love. I, I guess this, this falls second to the start of actual college football, but these are the guys you know because of what you cover. So, look, before we get to the big question, and, and you know, which is, we'll, we'll save that for last. Like, what do you think Jackson, uh, Jacksonville is going to do? Because unlike in years past, the number one pick isn't, like, Set in stone because they already got Their quarterback the last time their bum asses Was the number one pick so
0: (laughs) (laughs) So at this point it's like It's not
1: set in stone like it usually Is because the number one team doesn't Need a quarterback so We'd still be remiss if we didn't talk about Quarterbacks though so let's So so let's talk about the quarterbacks in this Draft because in the Year or so leading up to this Draft everybody talks about how this Is a quote-unquote weak quarterback draft all the moves that quarterback needy teams or at least teams that we perceive to be quarterback needy all the moves they've made trade-wise talk about a team like the Eagles you talk about a team like the Saints they're going to give it one more shot with with Jameis but we talk about teams like that and the moves that they made to kind of especially the Eagles to kind of set themselves up for next year's draft which is supposed to be a little bit stronger with the signal callers but let's talk about what's going to go on um in this draft and i want to talk about two especially uh malik willis and desmond ritter w- w- what's the what's okay the, the deal with these guys
4: so first off quarterback this is a very 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 weak class i think we've gotten used to you know the the superstar quarterbacks. I mean, we've seen guys like Pat Mahomes and um, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. I mean, even even your favorite quarterback, um, Baker Mayfield. You know, we know how much he's done. <laughs> but uh, but you know, he, my he, he's man, being a lot of
0: yeah, hey, Baker, oh, he, I mean, he
1: is my he is my favorite actor in the NFL. You, y'all can't <laughs> act like his don't act like his commercials aren't. You know, all pro oh, the level. commercials are dumb. Jones level. is official. Right. His
4: commercials are all pro. First yeah, team. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but, you know, we haven't we've been spoiled with very good at least the potential good quarterback play. I mean some of these guys have developed. But this year you have very much so a quarterback class that's not it's not really that great. I mean, I don't – when I say I wouldn't touch a quarterback in this class, if I ran an organization, whether I was a Super Bowl winning organization that just lost my superstar quarterback to retirement, all the way down to being the the, the Jets, I mean, trash organizations that don't – that run through quarterbacks year in and year out, I would not touch a quarterback class until at least round three, at least round three. Um, and we can start with the two guys you mentioned, uh, Malik Willis, who he was an Auburn transfer uh, to Liberty. He's, he has the tools. He ha- he's one of those guys, he has right. all the potential. He has all the tools. He's six foot. He's athletic. But he doesn't play quarterback. He plays. He's an athlete playing quarterback. He's not a quarterback
0: playing a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
4: exactly. Quintessential <laughs> <I> Negro.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he Come on, B. he has. When I see his tape, I look back. Just look, go back and watch the Syracuse game, the uh, the UL Monroe game, and the Ole Miss game. And I know, and those are very diverse games because you have a. They're all upper tier. They're D one FBS level talent teams. But UL Monroe, he's stepping, he's stepping into pressure versus just standing there in the pocket. There's, no, there's a clean pocket, but he wants to run so bad because these athletic quarterbacks are taught, go make a play with your legs instead right. of standing in the pocket where they allow you the freedom to just, you can't get cuts. Why do you think the greats, they sit there? I know mean, some of them aren't athletic as, as he is, but he's so, his pocket awareness is very bad. Um, he doesn't, he reads half the field, um, very much the, the things that you guys really kill guys like Michael Vick. That's what you kill him for. And for me, I, do I want to wait two years on a guy like him to develop? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Well, now, on the I other guess, end, I, well, I guess, when, no, when, when it depends when on
2: two where years
1: you take him a long time, uh, but that it is, depends on where you take him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you know that, B, like in, in the NFL now, like two years is a lifetime for some of them. I mean, some of them make it there and, and more with their chance, but you know people are in a rush these days. But it's crazy, that, that Fred, that you say that because these athletes, it seems like this is what teams covet these days. Until they realize, you know, you can have all the regular season success because they're moving the chains for you on third down, and then you get into the playoffs where you, you're facing the top defenses, you're facing the top minds as far as coaches are concerned, and you realize that that shit just doesn't work. Like when, it, it when, all, when it's for all the marbles. Like it's, it's like it's like a Jalen Hurts. Like he can have an up-and-down season, his legs can do some wonderful things and beat some, some bad teams, some mediocre teams in our division. And then when the playoffs come, you got people mic'd up on the other side of the field, like, yo, we want this dude to pass so bad. Like, we're daring him to pass. And he garbage. He can't pass. Like, you know, in public, they they speak well of each other. But then when, when it's candid and they forget that the oh, mics are cool. around – you hear what they really feel about these guys. And this is a, these are kind of guys yeah. that great defenses want to go against. And I'm like, winner,
4: winner organizations are going to learn.
2: There's such a vast difference between playoff football and regular season football. And it's like oh, the difference is, is night and day when where the preparation is concerned. So the athletes remain pretty consistent. But the preparation and the mental aspect of the game ratchets up two or three notches. And if you don't have a quarterback with the with the fundamentals and the right understanding of the passing game, then you just got a running back in a in a wing T, and y'all be
1: home soon. <laughs> I, see, I see y'all soon. Y'all be back.
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: y'all be. Back. And I and I think for me, the the difference is when I look at a guy like a Josh Allen. He was that. What we just spoke about—a guy—he has he has the size, he has the arm, he has he has the feet, but he doesn't read defense as well. And then you you pair him with a guy uh, that can actually mold that talent very much like a Pat Mahomes and, and, and Andy Reid. When you have those quarterback whispers, you can take a guy that has just moldable talent, and you say, right. "Okay, we can we'll see what." And, and Pat Mahomes essentially waited a year. He he played. We saw a glimpse against the Falcons at the end of his rookie year, but he took off his second year, and he even admitted, I didn't know how to read defenses. And to me, I'm like, how did you go – how did you make it from high school, become a three-star guy, become a four-star guy, even some guys a five-star guy, and go to college, dominate, and still – but the game is so easy now. The play calls are so easy now. You just look at a, a, look at a card on the sideline, and it's like, oh, that's a play.
2: When mm-hmm. you get to the
4: NFL, there are you got to you fight. You're asking that question
2: like you don't know the answer, Fred.
4: percent,
2: ninety-five percent of these college offenses are five run plays, five pass plays, spread. See what you see. And, you like, and like Fred thunder. said, you can
1: you, you can call them by holding up a damn card on the sideline. <laughs> shout
0: out,
1: shout out, to, Play, shout out to Chip wrong. Kelly who shout out to Chip Kelly who tried to bring that shit to the NFL.
4: <laughs> yeah, and then they realize they realize guys steal signs, and it, it, upper-level quarterbacking is very hard. And I saw a, I saw a graphic, and I I won't
0: stick but, too but long. How I
1: do you how do you not steal yet. a sign that's like like twenty-four by twenty-four? Like they're holding up posters. <laughs> <laughs> what you, exactly, you saw exactly.
0: guy
4: that? <laughs> I saw a graphic yesterday, and it showed the the top the the number one pick quarterback or the number one quarterback taken in every class for the last ten years. And when I notice the names I'm like, Okay, Andrew Luck, okay, cool. Uh Trevor Lawrence, okay, cool. But but I see a lot of or even Kyler Murray to a to a degree. But then when I'm seeing E J Manuel, Jameis Winston, and I'm a Jameis Winston apologist because I think he got a bad rap in Tampa. They gave him a lot of the weapons, but they didn't give him the system that worked for him. You tell show me a quarterback that, that throws the ball 40, 50 times a game with no running game. And he's always behind and, <laughs> and, and he's scrambling for his life. But now, in, in, but then he goes to New Orleans Recipe and you get a diamond. For failure pretty much. <laughs> exactly. You, you can't, you can't throw this guy in like that. So,
2: I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't call myself a Jameis apologist, per se, but y'all all know I'm a, kind of a, a Jameis supporter. supporter
4: yeah, and I just feel
2: like he never he never had the tool. He didn't have a running game. He didn't have an offensive exactly. coordinator that carried things favorably for him. He didn't have LASIK surgery. He didn't have the right contact. <laughs> it's not fair, the situations that he was placed in. Right. I think that he can be a top-tier QB. I really didn't.
4: Now, and you, I, think I can, you think he can or you think
1: he could have been? You don't think it's too late?
0: Damn. It's getting that it late. It's getting
1: that late. <laughs> Yo, I mean, Jameis ain't been in the league for two years now. Like, this ain't Jameis' third year coming
4: up. Yeah, this is like I mean, year seven. This is going into yeah. year seven, year eight man. Right, at some <laughs> so point. This... <laughs> at
1: some point. You know what I mean? We're going to be talking about Jameis like we talk about uh, Jeff Green in the NBA. Jeff Green in, like, his 17th season, we still like, Jeff Green got so much potential. (laughs) Jeff Green, he's going to be
0: great
4: one day.
1: Hey, yo, Jeff Green is about to retire. I asked you
4: guys this one. I (laughs) asked you guys this one. one. And and when it comes to quarterbacking, everyone thinks they know. Everybody thinks we know. We we just know this guy is going to be great. System matters. Situation matters. Hell yeah. I mean, you got rest in peace. Look at look at a guy like uh, Dwayne Haskins when he went to Washington versus now the way they thought of him after he left. He didn't have the support in place. Show me where he was going to be successful. Nobody, then he goes to Pittsburgh. No, nobody like, oh, who he
1: comes he's... to Washington has the support in place.
4: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Shout
1: but, out the Cornwall brother <laughs>
4: I thought Pat Mahomes, I was like Pat Mahomes, oh okay, he's just he's he's a Texas tech quarterback, that offense doesn't work in the NFL. We've seen it years and every time it's over and over and it doesn't work, and he turns out to be a superstar. So he went we to Andy. unless your name <laughs> unless your name's Peyton Manning, we don't know that you're gonna work out. I'm just gonna call it the way it is. I,
1: I, it is what it is. And and I don't think I don't know. It's hard to say with the stuff he's done so early in his career that this is the case, but We've seen it before. Like, Pat Mahomes mess around and get split from Andy one day and be some total trash. Look at Donovan. You know, I've heard that a couple <laughs> He made that man times, look and, way and better I, than he was, and that still wasn't enough. But <laughs> he, they know, traded and, that man in the same division for a couple of snacks and a six-round pick and, <laughs> and was proven right about it. He, he was then, trash from and the And then I left.
2: was proven right, and I didn't get any money for it. I've been telling people for years.
1: Hey, so Fred, and, tell us. About, oh, go ahead,
4: go ahead. Make that.
1: Make no, go point. ahead, guys. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just about to tell you to tell us about uh, Desmond Ritter.
4: Desmond Ritter, I like him. I really do. Um, he would probably be. He might be, might be the exception to the rule of hey, I might not take a guy before the third round. Maybe mm. to the right situation to a team that is may say you want to you have a quarterback in place and he's a little bit he. He's coming down to the end of his career, and you can let him sit. Sure, Desmond Ritter, six three, two eleven. He's a he,
5: he's great
4: moving around, and he's one of those guys. But he's a good thrower of the football. He has accuracy issues down the field, but in today's NFL, where everything is short to medium, you're not having to throw that deep post all the time.
0: Where we're
4: not, you're not. It's not the It's not Bruh. the eighties where we're just Bruh. chucking it deep on a regular. Bruh.
0: I know, I know, I know what you're
4: setup. saying. I know what you're trying to say, and I don't
2: even disagree. I know what you're trying to say. I don't necessarily disagree, but having to watch Jalen Hurts, I disagree.
4: <laughs> 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 Good thing for you, Jalen. Good thing for you. Uh, Desmond Ritter is not Jalen Hurts. I don't think anybody in this class – well, Malik Willis might be close to that. But um, Desmond Ritter is one of those he, – he's accurate, short to medium very coachable guy, was on a Cincinnati team where he actually showed. I, I picked up on him last year, and I said, man, this, he, he, he's throwing dots here. He's throwing dots here. Okay, can he stand in the pocket when, when pressure comes? Okay, cool. And you saw him do it against your, your group of five schools, you know, your, your UCFs, your, your East Carolinas, your, your Memphis. But you didn't see him do it against power five teams. We saw him do it against Bama, and Bama – they, they played Bama pretty tight early. Uh, and granted, Bama had some injuries, but you can't take that away from him. He played pretty well against a Bama team that had – it's always stacked with talent.
2: So um, what you're telling me is he's better than Jalen Hurts?
4: Absolutely. Fred, do, you <laughs> think think it,
1: do you think it – And how hard to be. Do you think it helped him in his stock that, you know, he had to play against Sauce every day in practice?
4: Uh, I think so because for when I look at that defense, it's not it's Scott Gardner and I and I loved him. I love him, but there's another guy on the other side that no one gets credit to, and, and he got the right name because he's kind of locked now too. Kobe Bryant, different spelling but same guy. Um, he he was also on the other side locking it down, and, and Cincinnati had some very good receivers. So it's not like that team is just a scrub team that no one knew about up until this year. They were a very solid team over the last couple of years, and Luke Fitz was kind of building. What he's building there is like Ohio State light. Um, he's in Ohio. He was the Ohio State defensive coordinator when Urban Meyer was there. So uh, at Ohio State, so he's building what he's building there you can tell he, he he understood the blueprint and that team is pretty good so he's been able to he was slinging the ball around a lot this year and i i now am i calling Desmond Ritter some superstar at some point no no.
0: i think Desmond has potential the is
4: starter to a high end backup yeah he right. could be a high-end so starter so it's one
0: of those
1: things if he happens to become good you won't be surprised
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you're not no, expecting any superstars pretty much yeah. from this day. i mean that no, happens. Not, i mean no. you had some you know some third round picks before Russell Wilson. Um, I still don't think Russ is Russell, what Russell Wilson tried the to make him pick. to be. It
4: was the but
1: that's success. It was the, hype. That's it was the hype. <laughs> right? That's right, that's success right, right. for the third round. Um, even mm-hmm. a, a Kirk Cousins, that's success for the third round. That's I mean that's big success for the third round. These are two highly paid guys. You know, franchise mm-hmm. quarterbacks, third round picks. So, um, you know. We're not looking you said, for you that. Said third,
2: you said third round for Kurt. Uh, for Kurt Cousins, bro.
1: Yeah,
4: I, I, think,
2: I think Kurt was fourth round. I Kurt was I fourth he round,
4: third. but he he was a four. If I remember correctly, he was a fourth round pick, and I was actually higher on him than I was RG three. I was never picked on. RG3. Yeah, I mean, obviously, look how look how it turned out. But uh, <laughs> I, I was a, I was right on that one. Just saying, I was right on that. I mean, my guy there was the mutton guy. You know, he retired and kind of looks like he's you know he's a he's a dad now. But you know, okay.
0: he, yeah, and y'all right, he,
1: yeah. he, was, he, was he was definitely he was definitely a fourth round pick. So that's even better. Like that's what success looks like a little later in the draft for a quote unquote franchise he, quarterback. Yo,
2: you don't get drafted. drafted.
1: You don't get drafted in those rounds to be a franchise quarterback, but you can. Certainly turned into one. Shout out the, you know, the the consensus goat. <laughs> he was yeah, definitely my, not drafted my God, to kinda. be a franchise quarterback with the eighty thousandth pick in the sixth round. But look at God, or in his case, look at the devil, because I think he might have made a deal with him. <laughs> 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 All right, so I mean, we're gonna stay on the on the sexy positions. That's you know, that's what people want to hear. um so let's talk about a couple of wide receivers um, in this draft. Uh, who, who are the top guys, you guys
4: in this draft? You guys draft. know a little bit. Now, about this is this is a little bit
1: deeper receivers. than the quarterbacks, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, this was a little bit deeper than the quarterback. You guys have you guys know a little bit about drafting receivers? Jalen Rager. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. hope
0: you guys trade him. Go get that
4: first. Go get a picture. Do we do like we know about ball drafting ball. receivers? <laughs> uh, we, we don't know about drafting <laughs> successful
1: ones. We know about drafting them. Oh, hey, Jalen Rager my, my uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who they just now decided to turn a to lead? a tight end. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> and I've never heard this—not in this day and age. He's such a great blocker.
4: What? Wow! <laughs> but they did. But, that's like third or fourth but but to their, down their credit. The traits
5: I want
1: to their credit to to justify that lunacy that they think of him. He's such a great blocker, and they keep putting him on the team because he's a great blocker. They just they just converted him to tight end. So now we're gonna see if you can really block. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about some wide receivers in this draft.
4: All right, so uh, receiver, my one of my favorite. Well, we'll start at the top. So, um, Chris Olave, who came back last year, um, he came back. He ran four three nine. Very good receiver. Probably a good, better slot guy, but he's a speed guy. He's a speed demon. Uh, then you have Garrett Wilson, same team, Ohio State. Garrett Wilson, I actually like a little bit more. He, both of these guys wreaked havoc on everybody. Um, both were thousand <laughs> We about receivers. to run down he,
2: Ohio State's whole core.
4: Uh-huh. Here's the funny thing about these two, right? They're, they were they're going to be first round picks, more, more than likely. Both of these guys will be first round picks, and they were they were both thousand yard receivers, and they were not. They, either one of them were not the best receiver on their team this year. The guy they that is hey. the best player on their He's still a sophomore, so yeah. Um, Ohio State is kind of stacked at receiver, um, and they're going to be stacked for a while. So look out for Ohio State receivers: Marvin Harrison Jr., um, Jackson Smith, and Jigbo. But anyway, um will anyway, Marvin
2: be Harrison, dude, Harrison Jr. He's going to murder the field.
0: know <laughs> <laughs> you not.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Hey, 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 hey.
1: <laughs> I I can't say it's um, too soon. It's
4: been a while. <laughs> not too soon. <laughs> just out of line. <laughs> Jamison Williams from Ohio, from formerly of Ohio State. He, they told him, "Hey man, we got so many receivers here. We, you can go to Bama. We're good. We don't need you." And he not only went to Bama, but changed the entire offense. Helped change the entire offense. He's going to be the speed guy. He tore his ACL in the uh, in the playoff, and that kind of hurt. That that was the nail in the coffin for Ohio State when they played Georgia, and the oh, I'm sorry, for Alabama when they played Georgia in national championship. But he's going to be fine. I think he would be a nice addition if he can last. I don't think he will. Um, I don't think he'll last till maybe the Chiefs take a pick. But he would be the answer for uh, for. Either do either
2: y'all remember when an ACL injury was like career-ending, yes, career-threatening, threatening. Threatening.
4: if not it was ending. A yeah. Yeah. It was a good now, Cass coming back I
2: mean. in six months faster than when they and faster left. Than
4: faster than, faster than yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. Drake London from Ohio – I mean, I'm sorry, From uh, we've had so many Ohio State guys. Um, Drake London from USC, who is my favorite receiver in this class, reminds me of Mike Evans. And if anybody knows me, they know uh, I have – Mike Evans is one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. I think he's, you know, he's already – in my book, He can we can just go ahead and give him his gold jacket. Now, yeah, I said it. You can go get ahead and give him his gold he jacket. You like route running, can, huh? Hey, 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 hey. 1,000 yards every single season for his career. I'll take it. Um, yeah, before Tom Brady. Anyway, um, Jahan Dotson, speed-beaming type of guy, uh, in the mold of a Deshaun Jackson. You know how you feel, but he has hands. You know, I know how you guys feel about Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I know. Uh ain't, Robinson, no ain't no problem with Deshaun. I just, just man, the way you slander Deshaun Jackson, the way you, <laughs> you slander this man, I have heard you slander this man for, like, the last 10 years.
1: You know what, <laughs> though? Yo, like, because, like me said... That was in response to everybody who was acting <laughs> like Deshaun Jackson is Jerry Rice. <laughs> so it's like, people act like Deshaun is, Jackson. Yeah. No, I'm saying and Fred knows how it is when, when you think a guy is decent, but everybody else talks so highly of him that you got to throw a couple bullets out there. You, you know what I mean? Like, come on, y'all. Y'all acting like this dude. Is not yeah, a one trick pony. Very good at his trick. Yeah, he's, he's a one If player. he's ever on the he field, is. but come on man. People be and he might drop the crazy. ball at
4: the one yard line as he's crossing <laughs> the goal line. He might drop never mind. I'm, yeah, I'm, he I'm, definitely might, does I'm done. Definitely more, does more than more
1: than once. Definitely
4: does foolish. He might do it more than once. All right, so where are we but, now? But <laughs> But the receivers, the receiver group is very deep. If you miss out on one guy early, you could probably get a guy. A guy like Chris Olave realistically could fall to the second round, and he's a first round talent. So if you miss on a guy early, don't be too upset. I mean, you have guys like David Bell, who I thought was going to be really good, but his combine numbers were terrible. He ran like a four six five, and he's only like five ten, but he's great, has great hands, he's a good route runner, but. He's the prototypical slot guy, and he's not really explosive. So you wait on him till maybe the fourth, fourth round or so. Uh, Wondell Robinson, who he I think he may end up being a like Rice right right? at some point. Hey, so, hey, so hey, hey, Fred, hey. is
1: it is it fair to say that Ohio State recruits the best receivers? I mean, because Alabama always has some, but even even some of Alabama's better receivers were Ohio State transfers. Thinking about a Jamison yeah, Williams.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I think Ohio State is is wide receiver U right now. Uh, they have, I mean, they have one of the their, their wide receiver coach who is Brian Hartline from way back at Ohio State time when they when Urban, uh, when Jim Trestle was there uh, and they were playing Florida national championship. I mean, he's a great recruiter. He's one of the best recruiters in the country. And they're still getting five-star guys coming in, and guys are just sitting. But wide receiver is kind of now becoming the, the sex, even sexier of, yeah. of a position because right.
0: because right. of the way
4: spread offenses are. You can put four guys on the field now. Because you're taking them in the first guy, round
1: now instead of running backs. You're taking
4: wide exactly. receivers in the first Yo,
1: round. your are
2: Yo, receiver Dev.
4: is your running back. Mm-hmm.
2: How, old, how old are we that Brian Hartline is a coach?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. I mean, how old, how old are we? I mean,
1: Marvin <laughs> Harrison's son is about to be in the NFL at some point. But um, Yo,
2: Marvin Harrison's son about to be killing it. But, yeah, no, that's crazy. And, dude.
1: and this, is, this is a little bit, you know, this is, this is more personal. You think with either of those two picks or, you know, with the ability to flip some stuff and move up, do you think the Eagles are targeting another receiver? And I ask you this because two of these guys that we just named in the last five minutes – you know, express their desire to play with the Eagles. One of them, um, uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, because he grew up an Eagles fan. The second one, Jameson Williams from Alabama, because he would love to play with Devonta Smith. So it's like we finally, we finally got a pick right, and guys actually want to come play with this dude. Like we usually don't have it. Like, you know, people like, last year, people were like, you know, Get me on this team so I can play across from Jalen Rager. Like, oh nobody saying that. Let me get with Quez. I think <laughs>
4: nice. I think you <laughs> see, see, see <laughs> I think you guys do take a receiver.
2: But it won't Yo, be, nice, nice, man. Don't put him in the same sentence as Rager.
4: <laughs> yeah, but nobody's
1: nobody's at the combine talking about I wanna get on this team so I can play with Quez. They don't even know Quez because they Quez don't, don't have a quarterback. Yeah. They didn't know who, who Quez was. Right, Quez too fast for the quarterback we got, so you don't even know what quaz can do.) <laughs> <laughs> yo.
4: So, right, but you, you think yo. you with, with,
1: not with one of the first two picks, though Not with one of those first rounds. You
4: guys no, I think you guys will take a take a take a wide receiver, but not the type of receiver that you guys are thinking, because if you look at your wide receiver court, what what's the one common denominator about all of them? They're somewhat six, one and under. All fast. Small, All fast.
0: Players. Right. Yes.
4: No.
1: No. So, so, so you're the thinking outliers, the same thing I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking we're thinking the same thing. It is a type of receiver that I think we would end up taking. That's why they are in the Debo um, um, trade talks. I, I don't think the so Eagles. Fast, my
4: friend. I got to hit you with a lead course, so. Not so fast, my friend. I go the other mm-hmm. way. I would. I go the other way. I hit you with the – how How do you guys feel about Drake London? If you If I could put Mike Evans on your team right now, would that change how you guys look? A guy that, a go a, for a quarterback. I, and I and I make this comparison it, it, as far as throwing the football, right? Just kind of go on this journey with me. When I, years ago Cam Newton was drafted and they went and got, they knew Cam Newton wasn't an accurate quarterback. He could throw it to a spot, right? So what did they do? They got they went and got. They didn't get him a small fast guy. They went and it didn't work, but. The idea was go get him a big, tall, rangy guy. Get him a big, tall, rangy,
2: wide catch radius guy. No, and and that's what I'm saying.
1: That's what I'm expecting from them. I'm expecting either that or, like I said, I think they're in the Debo sweepstakes just so you can have somebody that you can just throw the ball to and let him make a play. But they have to get a big, big, rangy receiver because – you need somebody that Jalen Hurts can just throw the ball up to, and he can, you know, 50-50 balls, he can go make a play.
4: Just throw it to a spot. So, Jalen right. sits in the in – and I hope you guys don't draft him because there's a third – Can you, can third you, third you imagine how much better
1: Devontae Smith's rookie year would have been had he not been getting thrown to by Jalen Hurts? Oh, my God.
5: Oh, am Sure am would
2: have thrown. Jalen Hurts' arm. <laughs> and and both of y'all will I, I we gotta stop talk stop talking about this guy, but hey, both of y'all will laugh at this. Fred, you you've coached and, and uh Dev you've analyzed copious amounts of hours. Like Jalen Hurts is the type of guy when you call nine routes, he drops back <laughs> and you start asking like, yo, why is he throwing it when the guy's at, at the five or only five yards off the line? Like why is he letting the ball go?
4: Why is it so high? It's only going 30 yards. Like, what is he doing? No, but, the, but, that, but
1: the thing is, that's not what – he doesn't know for some reason. I'm sure he reads the paper and listens to everything, but he seems to not know because, in my opinion, he lets the ball go too late all the time, which means the receiver yeah, has yeah. to stop running and wait for the ball. He should be letting it go when they're five yards down the field so they can go get it. But he, he seems to not know. But, yeah, like you said, we ain't, we, ain't gonna stop, we ain't gonna stop talking to this dude. He's supposed to be in California following the goat around, so hopefully he's gonna come back, you know, with something that he learned from, from Mr. Brady. Man, yeah, Tom um, Brady
2: out there having sex with his wife. He ain't paying <laughs> attention to this dude.
1: Or, or everybody else's wife. Either way, that's his business. Greg, um, give me two predictions. It's really gonna be three because the last thing we're gonna ask you, of course, we're gonna, you know, we, who you think the, the number one pick is, but give me two predictions from the draft that you know other people might not be
4: thinking about you know that position that I I will I will not I hate touching in the first round I don't care if his name is Emmett Smith or Smith <laughs> or name Barry, is Sanders. Barry Barry Payton I or, yeah I, I don't care if his name is Barry Payton Barry Payton Walter B. Sanders <laughs> yeah he could be he could be all that all of that Emmett Campbell right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, uh, there, I have. I not that a lot. I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but you know, I don't want to get beat up by Cowboys fans. So, uh,
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> think
4: I don't think there's I think there are some really good, there's about five good running backs in this class, and it's a very thin class. Fred, no Fred, try and draft them in the
2: sixth round, and be mad when they're not there. <laughs>
4: There is no, there's not going to be a running back taken at least in the first 35 picks, 35 to 40 picks.
1: That's big because everybody doesn't think about it the way we do. So some people are still reaching for running back. So 35, 40, that's,
4: that's, 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 that's a big prediction. And for me, got... there are good running backs. Bree Hall's a good running back. He doesn't have that extra gear to, to finish that run, but He's a solid run. He can do both. He can, he can catch the football. He can run the football. Great.
1: Fred Light, he's going to get past the line, but he's going to get walked down from behind. That's pretty much what you're saying.
4: I mean, now, Dalvin Cook's little brother is so Cook.
2: The second half.
4: Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Pierre Strong Jr., Most nobody. most of your listeners may not know who that is, South Dakota State. Probably, if, if I had to say one of my top five in this group, and and James Cook, Dalvin Cook, brother from Georgia, both of them are run, are are very fast running backs. James
2: Cook. You talking about somebody from w- South Dakota State?
4: <laughs> yes, sir.
2: Oh, we giving him a free agent deal. He's not getting drafted. Whoa! <laughs> we give him a phone call. Oh, be
4: respectful. Be respectful to the speed. So we give him. A, a we give him a phone guy. call. Come on now. <laughs> Give him a phone call. I see why. The, I see why he, never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone because all he got to do is throw Super Bowl at me. And I, I shut up. So, um, but yeah, Pierre Strong, Pierre Strong Jr., really good running back, good speed. Uh, James Cook, who Dalvin Cook's little brother, he's more of a pass catcher, but that's how they featured him in the Georgia offense. It doesn't mean that he can't develop into that, into that every down back. Um, he, he's a wheel route guy. And he gets, he's he's fast he's got he's got to burn speed, so mm. I, I wouldn't put it past those guys Isaiah spillard be Austin is your type of running back the six one two hundred and twenty five pounds give it to him twenty 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 five times a game pound away kind of guy he Road he can career. run away from the,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah
4: he's that guy he's your fa- he's your old school type of running back he's not catching anything but he's that, that's Man, his, but that a cold kid. guy. Put them, yeah, now put him. My man I said catching the game. football game and that shit off. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that here. We don't. We don't catch the football here. AP. Um, yeah, so we don't do that. But yeah, the, the running back class is not something I would be into. Um, and the, the, I think the, the offensive line. There's going to be a nice run of offensive alignment I think you, whatever diverse. Um, I mean, you want, whether it's the big the big mountain tackle, he's there. Evan Neal who's six seven, and three thirty and moves like a dancing bear, he's there. You also have Trevor Penning who's more of a, a road grader and he's coming from northern Iowa. He, he's a, he's a guy that you're gonna definitely wanna watch for. My my Evan Neal's my favorite of them all because he's that he looks like somebody created him in a, in a laboratory. But i Iquano, Kim, I, Kim, uh, I do I, – I love this guy because he, he can play the line. I like his name. He's a, I know you do. I know you do for various reasons. Um, he actually – if you look at him, he got his nickname Icky because his coach said he looked like Icky would. Don't ask me how. Um, but, nonetheless, he can – he's versatile. I like a versatile player. He can play two positions. If he doesn't work at tackle, he can kick inside to guard very good in the, against the uh in the run game, very good in the tackle game uh, and, uh he's just one of those guys. I think he'll stick around even if he doesn't let's say he's not a starter, he'll be your sixth offensive lineman at some point. he'll stick in the mm-hmm. lead got a question meals, for you
1: um out, for, from the from the um chat Casey mack asked um we were talking about receivers he said, what about christian Watson?"
4: On, on Christian Watson, as everybody else is, I see the the speed at that level at the FCS level. He's a North Dakota State guy, home, uh, home of the Carson Wentz. But the uh, Dakotas, yeah, he, he, he yeah, yeah. The Dakotas There's racking up out on out talent
2: there. these days, man. People yeah, to play know,
4: football I know. Who the fuck want, want to live there? Hey, North Dakota State oil. It's Hey, that they're the Alabama of the SCS. You didn't know? I, I, never mind. I'm gonna lead that uh, second part. I'm gonna be nice to lead that <laughs> second part out. But um anyway, better than Jackson State. Anyway, um Okay um, yeah.
5: <laughs> inspired at For
4: black now. people. Get For now. For now. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Christian Watson is he'll be a nice slot receiver, but I but if you told me five years from now and he selling an insurance somewhere, I wouldn't be surprised
1: all right, because we gotta get out of here soon. Um, give me one more prediction, and then we'll uh, we'll get the number prediction? one pick, and we will get you about it. Hey, all
4: right. So last last prediction, I think um, defense rules in this one. I, I think defense outside of outside of receiver, the offensive the offensive skill guys are just. There's a lot of them that you can wait. But I think the defensive side, you're gonna see a, a nice run of pass rushers, diverse linebackers. You're gonna see a six four Sean Taylor like safety come off the board in Kyle Hamilton. Um uh, yeah, I mean I mean if if you haven't seen Kyle Hamilton, go watch the play he made against Florida State. He Sean Taylor, he did Sean Taylor well. I don't think he's Sean Taylor. I will never compare anybody to him. Uh but what? Yeah, Sean he, Taylor overrated it? What's he man, hey, 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 now, hey, hey, now. God bless
0: the dead. But... God I'm bless like, him.
4: That's my guy, man. You gotta let you gotta let my guy live, man. I mean, you know what I mean. Well, anyway. He he could, uh, did, uh, I would
0: let him live if I could.
4: Yeah. Oh, y'all out of line, man. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: but I think you're gonna see you're gonna see a you're gonna see a nice diverse group of defensive players. Uh, one, and one to answer your question is to that number one pick will probably
0: be take. he
4: has. He who does Jacksonville take? Uh, I think they take either Travon Walker out of Georgia. I think he's a risk. Uh, he, he he blew up on in the in the combine scene and at the, at the end of the year he he makes plays. He's versatile, uh, but I don't. I think he lacks the the explosive pass rush moves and the consistent pass rush moves to be a to be to be worth that number one overall pick. Or they take Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, the Michigan uh, edge rusher, I don't think he's worth it either. Uh, short arms for, for an edge rusher is always a red flag for me. If I was to have <laughs> the keys to the Jacksonville, sure Jagu- if I had the keys to that franchise, I would draft Kayvon Thibodeau. He was, he's been my number one guy since high school at Thousand Oaks High School. In California, before he went to Oregon, I said he'd be the number one pick then. I still believe it, but I think he's going to fall because of the – he wants to – you know how when when players that look like us have outside interests that are not eating, breathing, and sleeping football, they they kill you for having a diverse um, interest in life. So if you don't want to stay on the plantation too long, you know. They don't. They don't want you. They don't want you there. Well, they you, don't want to take you. You've been nominating
1: up. the
3: plantation. <laughs> All right, we
1: ain't no talking about good, that. Because we gotta get up. We gotta get up out of here. Um, Fred, before you go, let everybody know where they can find you talking your ish during tonight's first round that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Where can they? Where can they find you?
4: You guys can find me on Twitter, FredProducedFSB. I'm not afraid of Elon Musk either.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't, understand. I don't it. understand it <laughs> Alright man well, we, we'll holler at you and Probably next week or the week after Just to get some you know after the dust settles And we'll get some uh, post draft uh, Analysis After everything is said and done man So as usual we appreciate you man
4: What's sure, up guys I appreciate it I hope Bill doesn't make me scream Too much because he, he's been <laughs>
1: tripping Lately Yeah yeah He he's earned the right But we all let you, man. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. Fred Perdue, everybody. Check them out uh, during the draft. Uh, All right. So we're about to go back to the phone lines in a minute. But before we do that, uh, we're just going to go into – well, we're going to talk a little bit about these, these playoff series update everybody on what's going on and then any nuggets that we want to throw out there we can do that and we'll actually let tobias on the line too because i think he got some some breaking news from the nba for us as well um so first round a couple of series are over um but the suns they lead the pelicans uh three to two that's the one eight matchup of course uh, the 2-7 matchup in the West, the Grizzlies are leading the Timberwolves three games to two. That has been a very um, exciting series to watch thus far. Uh, the 3-6 matchup, the Warriors have dispatched of the Denver Nuggets in five. They won that 4-1, to one. Uh, as, as Jimmy would call them. Vorp and his crew are gone. But it's not for, you know, any lack of production on dude's on part. Uh, he started off the series a little bit shaky, but balled out to the point where he had Draymond at the press conference thanking him for, like, thank you, master, for allowing me to guard you and making me better throughout this series. Like, you got to see that. I'm like, yo, Draymond, drawn. Um, the Mavericks. Draymond, the, don't even strike
2: me as that type of guy.
1: In the 4-5 matchup, the Mavericks lead that series. Over the Jazz, three games to two. Uh, the Heat made quick work of the Hawks, four games to one. Over in the 1-8 matchup in the East, the Celtics made even quicker work of the Brooklyn Nets, preseason favorites to win it all. Uh, they pulled out the brooms on them and swept them out of the building. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, in the 3-6 matchup, the Bucks. Dispatch of the Bulls in five games. I thought the Bulls could you know, possibly do something after Middleton got hurt. Um, Middleton will miss the next series as well against the Celtics, so uh, the Bucks might be getting their walking papers. And then, of course, the 4-5 matchup in the East. Our 76ers are up three games to two on the Toronto Raptors, even though the last time we checked in with you guys, the 76ers were up three games to zero, but Doc Rivers going Doc Rivers, and the Doc Rivers team going Doc Rivers team. So we'll see how that plays out. Game six is tonight in Toronto. Um, let's go to the phone lines real quick because we got the homie Tobias waiting on the line. Get his thoughts about the playoffs and
3: the draft real quick, Tobias. What's going on? Hey, hey. first things first, on which was on the line, because I heard those accusations – the little intel saying the Miami Hurricanes players how they got a good recruiting class. They got a brand new Mercedes and a complimentary white girl to go with it. But um uh, <laughs> But,
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but uh,
3: Like I
2: told y'all the Bulls the
3: no. hey, hey, I told y'all the Bulls were not beating the Bucks. The, the the reason the Bucs are going to lose to Boston is the Bucks give, like, a bad defender three, but the Bulls couldn't shoot. They could have built Jimmy a new subdivision to own by the autumn bricks they laid. Uh, but, but it, it plus, I'll tell a buddy of mine, you got to get in the playoffs because, one, maybe sometimes you just want a, good, a team to be good. And uh, – and that you can really evaluate your roster when they playing against the top teams, because you can't be in the league where you can't shoot, <laughs> and you don't have a point guard because your point guard is hurt. You know, yes, I mean, and,
1: like you know, even with a first round exit, like y'all got to get in the playoffs. You see what you might you need, feel. you know, where yeah. you could adjust and where you couldn't adjust. Now you make the ultimate adjustment and do it during the offseason season and see if you can offset some of the stuff that you didn't do well. In the playoffs, so you know, I ain't mad at that either. Yeah, a lot and, uh, of people, a lot of people be like, I don't want to
3: make the playoffs, and we just gonna
1: like, man. It's a part man. of growth.
3: This Maybe ain't the league back action. when we was coming up, where you guys come in at twenty one, twenty two. These cats coming in at nineteen. Look how long it took with Brandon Ingram to pop. <laughs> you right. know, um uh, hey,
1: don't you got and, some some breaking news for oh, us? Oh yeah,
3: tonight, yeah. The, one of the best life skinned brothers in the league, Devin Booker, going to play tonight <laughs> on a minutes restriction. Oh, uh, snap.
4: Oh no!
3: Yeah, uh, people wait for Alvarado, My boy Herb Jones. You can tell Herb from Allen family a name like that in 2022. Herbert Jones. <laughs>
0: Herb.
3: <laughs> but uh, but you right. know, I was watching like last night though. I get man, Yoke. Those guys brought it, and it was good to see uh, Boogie Cousins play some good ball though. Yeah, uh, he was, yeah, he was right. boogieing.
1: He was boogieing this series, man. He was doing yeah, rough well. I mean, because that, that's the crazy thing. As much as they said, you know, Draymond and Kevon Kav- Looney were playing so you know great defense and all that kind of stuff. The centers in this, you know, Denver centers, pretty much came in and did what they wanted to do. So I'm like, early in the, in the series, that was a little bit overblown. Draymond locking uh, Joker up. <laughs> And then Joker probably no, went off for like thirty-seven and eighteen.
3: Joker started tackling <laughs> in the post. And 19, Joker started tackling in yeah. the post. They're trying to jack up jumpers. He killed yeah, him in that post. Yeah. That's what he did. And um, yeah. but Golden State, everybody, new. they follow the media falls in love with all their three-point shooting they have. But unlike those Warriors teams of past, they're crazy small right now. They used to have a boget, a JaVale McGee, guys like that who could be big. Mm-hmm. It fails mm-hmm. a minute Draymond, they say, oh, he can guard all Five positions, he can guard a center Well, look what happened when he had to guard A broke down boogie And Jokic, when you're playing Against the best, you can't guard him. I'm sorry um, uh, You can uh, guard John yeah, you can, right, right, right,
1: you
2: can
3: guard A center, but yeah. you can't Guard these centers, like, you know kill yes. That noise. Yes And, uh, uh, scared and, so, Draymond, agree. and they're <laughs> small They're so small right now so if they go up against a team that has bigs who want to be bigs. They could be in trouble because, uh, and I think that's what people are made. They're so enamored with the shooting and their likable team that I don't know. Because I still think if Booker's healthy, the Suns can still beat them. And, uh, yeah, you know, look, yeah. And I, I just think people because this Pelicans team, what people don't realize, this is not a typical TFC. They were bad. They made moves. You know, and some of the young players came up. They didn't get C.J. at the beginning. They got him at the deadline. And the Lakers stopped, so they could even get in there. So I just think that uh, a lot of things fell their way. they just a good young team. I'm still wondering why the hell Zion wants to leave that, to go to New York with a, with a worse roster and a worse coach.
1: And more <laughs> expectations. I don't know why they yeah.
3: have
0: high expectations in New York,
1: but more expectations.
3: <laughs> it's unrealistic because so New Orleans, you can just make that, you, you can be a, like, kind of like the Nuggets. You be a good playoff team, you get your core, you make a run, nobody's going to kill you. You go to New York, all right, you see what happens, <laughs> you know. And I just think that sometimes you're better off staying where you are. And uh, You know, kind of like what happened to Dwight Howard. Bro got these folks gassed up and he should leave every time. And some guys shouldn't leave because they're better off where they were at.
1: All right, uh, real quick, what, what's, what's your team going to do in the draft this evening? What are they looking for?
3: Probably have Tom Brady talk talk the next player out of their money. Uh, you, <laughs> hey, Miami Dolphins players, you don't want Tom Brady running that team. Cause he talks everybody out of their money. Uh, you know, but <laughs> but I think the Bucks should go get defensive line.
1: <laughs> Take a pay cut uh, they so they he need some... win. Meanwhile, he's getting yeah. all his money on the back end, his whole yeah. his whole joint. not
3: LeBron. Kinda of like LeBron leaves a free agency, but no one really gets back. He left a free agency, but all the other guys demand a trade. They get cussed out. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but I think the fucks they need to get corner and defensive line. They need they need some quickness on the defensive line because being number one against the run in today's NFL is not. It's kind of like being the best shot blocking guard. It's great, you know, but we're in a passing league. And you need quickness from your pass rush and I think that's what they need. And uh and I'll chime in on this real quick. I know you're talking about Ben Simmons stuff. I think what happens is a lot of times with these people, uh, I always believe this is the first time he's ever been criticized last year. He was coddled in L S U. He was coddled in high school. He was coddled the first couple of years of Philly. But he he taught his mental health all he wants. A lot of stuff nah, he brought ben,
2: on to Ben. Ben is handling the the mental and spiritual issues of trans of transsexualism. That's all. He's yeah. just battling <laughs> it. And those are the can't, thoughts yeah. I'm really,
1: And not war
2: sport. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Can't can't get now, over The second yeah,
0: so. If you notice, you hard. rather
2: play you rather play dress up you rather play dress up than play basketball.
1: Yo, but did you hear the clear lady? sign? They said it's his mental block stemming from what happened in Philly last season that's triggering his back pain. Like, yo, he, he, they, somebody said, I don't know yo. if he really said that or if his camp really said that, yo. but those are the reports that came out this week. Like,
2: yo, you know, yeah, he I still has a mental block just... what
1: happened in the playoffs last year, which is triggering the pain in his back.
2: Like, I just, I just want to tell Tobias this, man. Man, you've been rocking with us for a long time, and as you know, Dev, Dev is the father of a son. I'm a father of a son, and I can assure you, I, you know, that our children, our sons, would never do such. I, yeah. I, I, I can assure yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Not what I like, getting his like,
1: Death caved in.
2: <laughs> yo, I De- will punch De- De- him De- De- through. I'll De- punch him De- through his face
4: if he tried that.
3: Yeah, because I'm just telling Dan, you, you can buy the boy ice cream while you're buying yourself a new TV, man. But, uh, nah, you it. know, but uh, – <laughs> You
4: got to
1: earn
3: that. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, but – You got to earn it,
1: it,
3: Yeah, if Philly loses series, there's one silver lining. Ain't no way you give James Harden $50 million. I wouldn't give him a, I give him a new contract anyway. Two uh, silver
1: linings. No way yeah, you Doc, give him $50 Doc, million God, and Doc gets fired.
3: Yeah, um, change, and, uh, that, change
1: it, that to change that to win Philly because if they don't win tonight, I told y'all it's all over the playoffs. They have to win yeah. six. I do not yeah. trust a Philly yeah. team to win anything in seven games. When last time we won a game seven?
3: <laughs>
1: like, and joy. your boy Bible not
3: taking a vaccine. I'm like, uh, we ain't got, we ain't, ain't got, like,
1: got Nick, we ain't got, Nick
2: Foles.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, and, man, uh, it, it, and my last thing is Kyrie. If I'm the Nets, I will. Hey, if he don't opt in. I won't give him no money. What KD going to do? Leave? He's under contract. You know, so at the end of the day, that's one reason that if I was in the league, I wouldn't want to play with my friend because tough situations yes. like that may come up. Remember LeBron left Dwayne right. Wade high and dried Dwayne Wade off $10 million. Like,
1: you risk not being friends anymore, even though, you know, those dudes got to a place where they understood it was business, business. Duke so. business. But Dwayne, but hey, you know, but he's but you gonna got, say now that you know it's cool, it's a business. That's what he's gonna say out loud. But I guarantee you, he was salty when LeBron decided to leave because, from what we heard, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade didn't even know. Like, he didn't even tell him. He, he ain't
2: telling, him.
3: yeah. Yeah, but, it, uh, but you guys anyway. have a good one, man. And and, and I right, think man. that is, right, and I think eight, hundreds is to go number one. I want take the trade. Cause the, the Jaguars' general manager want Trayvon Walker who didn't really pop for his potential, the owners want Hutchinson. I would drive Hutchinson even though i think he's all that because the owner want him. If you take the guy the owner doesn't want, he doesn't parent out, you're going to be updating your LinkedIn profile. But, hey,
1: (laughs) you
0: guys have a
3: good one.
1: All right, man.
0: All right, bro. All
1: right, so, B, talking uh, real quick about this second round, the only second round series that's actually set, the Bucks and the – Celtics. Can the Bucks,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: defending champs, can they handle what the Celtics are bringing to the table right now without Chris Middleton because he uh, has been ruled out for the entire series? So, you know, yeah, there, nah, you it's, know, it's it's, it's going to be real Giannis, tough. Uh, it's going to be well. Weird.
2: So the only the only redemption is they now become dependent on Giannis really dropping thirty five. And eighteen every night, like every night, and everybody else got to play a way above level because Chris was going to give you twenty to twenty five. Like Chris, Chris Middleton
1: quietly, like he's he's nice. He
0: ain't you you know, Chris Middleton is a superstar. big
1: bucket maker. You can give the ball to yeah. Chris Middleton late in the game and 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 let him he's keep just, you with it. Like would you call it like a
2: corny, like a corny Joe Johnson? Yeah, I mean, uh, like probably, like a corny, probably. a corny. Yeah, he, he, you know, he gonna give you some serious buckets, and they don't have that. Now, the question that I have: so Boston's defensive prowess lies kind of around the perimeter. Okay, so Giannis, Giannis has to take advantage of Old Man Horford and whoever else is at the four and the five. Cool. Well,
0: the, what's
1: the name? Um, should, I think we'll be playing a, a role in this series. Damn, I forget, What's the name of this center? He got hurt. Very athletic dude. Um, great shot blocker. Um, sorry, y'all. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> this happens from time to time. And, and, and I'm distracted because the Sixers and the uh, Raptors are about to uh, – uh, tip off. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. Celtics, I think are a pretty good defensive team all around, though.
0: They uh, are. I think more than they're, just they are. They strength are
1: strength of their defense on the perimeter. Man, I think they're a pretty good um, defensive team all around. So it's not going to be easy um, for Giannis to just run his his thirty four dive plays and do whatever he wants to do. And uh, Toronto's on the board first for the easy one by the Rookie of the Year. Um. Speaking of that, the NBA awards, we get we gave ours last week, but I just want to list the ones that have actually been named to see if, you know, you're in agreement with, with those. Of course, we know the Defensive Player of the Year is Marcus Smart from the aforementioned Boston Celtics.
2: Intelligent and, decision. And,
1: and, and that vaunted decision. defense that they have. Um, the Rookie of the Year was Scotty Barnes from the Toronto Raptors. And the most improved player was John ja Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought that Scotty Cade or Mobley could have won the rookie of the year, so I'm not mad at that. Um, I'm not mad at Marcus Smart either. But John ja Morant for most improved? You, you said, oh, yeah, you can agree.
0: I, I don't uh, see
1: John ja Morant. I think John ja Morant was already too good last season to be the league's most improved player. Like I think there's people on his team more deserving and even he said that himself he left a twitter picture or ig picture one of them of him talking to bane talking about yeah i left your uh your Bank. trophy on your kitchen um i wouldn't yeah, go with either i okay. mean you had cats like tyrese maxey you had cats like jordan pool from the from the warriors
2: jordan who, yeah uh, jordan pool yeah
1: yeah who um uh draymond was uh capping for <laughs> online yeah, he, a little bit kept, earlier.
0: Kept I think
1: Ja was already too good. He wasn't what he was this season, so of course there was marked improvement, but I don't think most improved player goes to people who were already considered like head and shoulders their franchise player and had a, you know... John Morant, was a, he's going to get not any first place votes, but he's going to get MVP votes this season. So I can yeah. see if you go from not mentioned at all to MVP votes, but Jai already had a reputation for being a star in the league. So that's the only reason I don't necessarily agree with him for that particular award. But shout out to him for getting it because <laughs> he got it, and it is what it is. Um, uh, our stat of the week, your man, Doc Rivers, whose sixes are already down 11-8 of game six, Doc Rivers has a 15-31 and 31 record in closeout games in his coaching career. You already know that he's been at the helm of three collapses, three uh, collapses when his t- – oh, James Harden goes in the lane and dunks it. He t- he's, who ain't athletic? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but anyway, um, <laughs> know, he's had three 3-1 collapses in his career, and he will be the first coach in NBA history – to preside preside over a three oh collapse if the Sixers do indeed lose this series. Um what's your thoughts on this? I fifteen and thirty one in closeout games.
0: Um
1: top fifteen coach of all
0: not, time,
1: from what they say.
2: He's not equipping he he's gotta bear some of the accountability in that and he's not um Equipping his players at some level with some of the tools necessary to get it done. That's that's shot of damn series. That's
1: and we know like in situations like this, the onus is mostly on the players because they're out there. You know, they got to play with some semblance of pride. But he has been a common denominator in 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 these type of situations, like. He's done it twice with the Clippers. He did it once with the Orlando Magic. Matter of fact, he was the coach presiding over the famous McGrady. It feels good to be out of the first round. And then Detroit came back mm. from the 3-1.
2: He yeah, sure was. Yeah,
1: he was the coach of that. Um, and he even – he got defensive this week when asked about his record and closeout. Yeah, I'm only not trying to wear it. Thing. And he definitely – on that roster. Like, come on, the first time it was in Orlando. And if you go back and look at that roster, you should be giving me credit for having them up 3-1. I'm like, damn, Doc, <laughs>
0: how
1: you going to go on your players? <laughs> on your was like, I
3: accept no accountability for this.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> then he started talking about the Clippers. He was like, one of them Clippers series, Chris Paul didn't play in two games, and then he played on one leg for the rest of the set. Like, Doc was on his excuse joint. So it's like, if it keeps happening, though, what are we going to say now? Beat hurt his thumb? Like, come on, man. He was up 3-0. Like, a thumb shouldn't take you out of a series that you're up 3-0. So, I don't know. I think Doc needs to – you know, he's feeling the pressure. He's a little defensive right now. We'll see how this plays out because if they do win, they got the Miami Heat waiting. And the Miami Heat, you know, we're talking about the Celtics and their defense. Miami plays great defense as well. Um, that'll mm-hmm. probably end up being the end of the line for the Sixers even if they can get past – the Toronto Raptors. And shout out to Skyview. Robert Williams um, uh, is the center for the Celtics that I was talking about. Um, athletic cat. All right. So um, mm-hmm. our quote of the week. The quote of the week. We've uh, <laughs> been talking about this all week because it's it's surrounding the, you know, the whole thing with the the Brooklyn Nets. And the guys over at TNT, Charles Barkley and the crew started talking about Kevin Durant. His legacy has been a, a topic of discussion on, on sports talk stations all throughout the week. And, you know, the two championships that he has three of the four finals appearances that he has are with that team that he joined that 73 win team that he joined. So, you know, we already knew that a lot of people were going to sing. Like, if he can't go to Brooklyn, you know, still kind of super teaming up and, and and can't get this done, like, it's going to be an indictment on everything he did prior, especially joining the Golden State Warriors. So, and them talking about it, Charles Barkley's quote was, I don't want to bad mouth the dude. You guys always talk about that championship stuff. I try to tell y'all, all these bus riders – They don't mean nothing to me. If you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around talking about you a champion. If you riding the bus, I don't want to hear it. All these guys walking around with championship rings, y'all bus riders. When you – the bus driver and you've got all that pressure where you have to play well or you're going to get the blame, that's a different animal. Um, Do you agree with Charles Barkley with the sentiment that he's trying to lay forth? He's not saying Kevin Durant isn't a bus driver but he's saying when he won those titles he he wasn't a bus driver and now he's seeing being back in that driver position that is not as easy as it seems you know when you just along for the ride and you got better player or better players um on the team with you do you agree with that uh, i i do i agree You know, Kenny with Smith some, kind of took it some- he was definitely a bus rider yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny Smith
2: was mad. Kenny was. I think, I think it, um, there's some context that can be provided. I mean, that Brooklyn roster was that Brooklyn roster is putrid beyond those two. And shout out to Sue Chef because he plays way above what we perceive his talent and ability to be. He's a baller. Um, but then when I make that statement, I also recognize and realize that, hey, listen, the reason that Brooklyn roster looks the way it looks is because y'all wanted to AAU up and banana boat up and ride each other's shiitake and, and, and play together and be friends and, and work together. You know what I mean? So some of that really lies on the players making the decision they made. But Golden State, I don't really know who the bus driver was in Golden State because you had three Hall of Famers and Draymond claims he's getting in the Hall.
1: And, I, and you had, yeah, you had, but you know. But when they 80. clarified later, you know, bus rider, mm-hmm. driver was basically the, 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 if you just break it down in its purest form, it's your team. So it's like yeah. Kevin Durant. May have been the best player on the team But there's no way you join that team Had already been to the finals Three times before you And won it twice There's no way you get there And it's your team So he was never going to get those props He can be finals MVP And all that kind of stuff But that is Steph Curry's team Everybody knows it It was made much easier for him To do what he does Because of the attention that Steph Curry gets because of the attention that Clay gets. So, you know, that's kind of what they were saying in there. Like, I don't – you know, I've always I, – I would never say Steph Curry is a better player than Kevin Durant. Some people out there will say that. I wouldn't say that. But when you come to their team who was already successful without you, it's not like they really needed – I mean – If you say, all right, we want to win the next two championships back-to-back, okay, then we we need Kevin Durant. But they were probably going to be in those finals with a chance to win those regardless of whether he came or not. So that's why no one will ever give him props for being the bus driver on that team. So I understand that as well. And even Barkley, when he says that, he's not necessarily dissing you because he's telling you from personal experience how difficult it was. He's never won one. As a He's never won one at all, but he's been a bus driver most of his career, and he's never won one. So Kevin Durant called himself shooting back at him by posting photos on Twitter of Charles Barkley in a Rockets uniform standing next to Hakeem, standing next to um, Scottie Pippen. Then he posted a photo of the Sixers starting five Barkley's rookie year. Um, well, once Barkley broke into the starting five of uh, Mo Cheeks, Andrew Toney, Charles Barkley, Moses Malone, and Dr. J., I think Kevin Durant missed the mark on talking trash because you picked when this dude was a rookie playing with legends. And then you pick when yeah. he was an over the hill dude nearing retirement, but you skipped all of the bus yeah. driver years in between that. So I, I don't yeah. really get yeah. where he was going with that. I think he missed the mark on his, on his trash talk, but you know, he's sensitive, you know, he gone, you know, he, he not going to take it lying down. So, KD going to say something.
3: Yeah. But that's KD going to
1: KD. Yeah, that's your quote of the week. Charles Barkley getting at Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, of course, shooting back at him. All right, so let's talk real quick before we get up out of here. What happened this week while y'all were on the Grizz 9E? And while you're on the grind, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Tech. If you or your business need a custom website, well, if you need a dynamic, professional And most of all, an affordable custom website, you need digital extreme technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top-quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And, yes, financing options are definitely available. So visit DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that the homies at War Room Sports sent you. Our former NBA player and current NBA assistant coach keon dueling has been arrested for fraud he's the latest to go down in that case um where uh, for, uh, 18 former nba players were charged with illegally pocketing millions of dollars by defrauding the league's, the league's health and welfare benefit plan so keon dueling is the latest to go down in this they said the rewritten indictment added dueling to the case first brought in October when federal officials said a number of former NBA players combined to collect about $2.5 million from the benefit plan. And we've seen the same thing happen in football with your man, um, Southeast Jerome, uh, AKA Clinton Portis. Um, how much of a dirt bag move is it though to, you know, defraud something that's, as basically, to take care of you and your fraternity throughout the rest of their lives, like, <laughs> come on, Keon and seventeen others, what's the deal? You got any thoughts yeah, on that?
2: Yeah, and then, well, you know what? You know what's gonna really, because I, I I think about the NFL players in this, and sometimes I get it. Like I I, I get it because they're closer. From a earning potential and regular money, they're closer to regular people. They are. Mm-hmm. They're closer to regular people. But when you look at what NBA players made, and and I don't know if you do even, this, but I be pocket watching. I, I be poc- <laughs> I be pocket watching, and Kenyon Dooling, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going way back now, Kenyon Dooling made about thirty seven million in his career. So when you start looking at the numbers. Like, even, uh, I think, wasn't Big Baby a part of this?
1: Yeah, Big Baby was a part of
2: it. Glenn, yeah, Big Baby, I looked at Big Baby made $85 million. And those are real numbers. Like, those aren't the contract numbers in the NFL, and then it's backloaded and you get cut and you don't see your money. Nah, he saw $85 million. Kenyon Dooling saw damn near $40 million. So it's like, okay, you guys saw your money. Y'all might not have been responsible with it. Sure, yeah, right. but
1: y'all saw he, uh, y'all money. made about thirty and a half, thirty 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 million five hundred ninety thousand and some change.
2: Okay, okay, okay. So he, you know, he made he made enough that he could have put food on his family. Right, hey. for sure, <laughs> for for life, <laughs> for, for life. life. You know, so um um yeah, I'm a little. I think it's a little bushly. I think now, southeast Jerome, be it be it his fault. Or or not? I happen to know Southeast is broke. Like Southeast is broke. (laughs) That's his fault, though. All right, so um, your man. And he drove a pink. And he drove a pink Escalade, so never mind.
1: Your man Earl Jr. Smith has been named North Carolina A and T's Academic Athlete of the Year. The golf star has a four point oh average for his freshman year of college like I said, along with being a member of the golf team. Um, What what thoughts on this? I would like to say say a few
2: things. First of all, I've always been highly entertained by Earl, Uh, not always because of basketball and good things, but I think that he is one of the most entertaining human beings to ever have existed. He is entertaining. Um, take that for what it's worth and as you met. <laughs> Secondly, um Earl Earl made damn near a hundred million in his career. And so when he went to college and if you know J.R. Smith, a.k.a. Earl's background and who he is and what he is, you know that even though he is is a a stone's throw away from forty years old, he probably is enjoying HBCU college life at some level. Earl paid some of them co-eds to do his work. Y'all, y'all know that.
0: I was y'all know about
2: to
1: say, the legitimacy
2: Earl of paid. this.
3: Well, we don't believe Earl you. You need more
0: people. Well,
2: <laughs> that, that, said, that said, did you see his interview on I Am Athlete?
1: I saw did you snippets see it? of it. And like you, because I saw you say this when, like, kind of proud. I'm so, of proud, him yeah, I'm so proud of Earl, man. Mature. He seemed to, you know, have
2: it been almost on it that almost
1: interview. it it be, us being
2: us being us, you're a little on one hand you're proud of him and thankful for his maturity and growth. On the other, you're a little disappointed because you know that now you're not going to get any of the fun laughs that you've gotten from Earl over the years cuz damn, even Earl's growing up. Like <laughs> he's so mature. And wise and intelligent in the interview, you like, damn, look at Earl, man. <laughs> this is a man that spent time in his off season or away from the game asking women on social media if they wanted to the pipe. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
2: <laughs> Earl. But Those salute the Earl, man. Salute the Earl. We should probably give you the benefit of the doubt in uh in this, but but we probably not either.
0: Hey, he I mean definitely salute.
1: I was trying to look for his tweet after he got this. He said something in his tweet where it seemed like he was trying to speak intelligently, and it totally missed the mark and because he used a word the wrong way. Um, it just gave me proof that you know he you know his his money might have went to work a little bit <laughs> as far as his professors giving him these grades. But shout out to him, man. I like that he's 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 in school. I like that he's trying. He's doing something different and new with this chapter of his life, and he seems to be taking it seriously, you know, whether he's doing the work or paying somebody. Hey, do what you got to do is take it seriously. People take things seriously in different ways. But shout out to Earl, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to him and his 4.0 and his academic athlete of the year at A&T. Yo, Vince Wilfork's son pleads guilty to stealing his dad's Super Bowl rings. Yo, dysfunctional family alert. So DeAndre Holmes Wilfork, which is, of course, the son of Vince Wilfork, uh, he pled guilty to, to stealing his dad's Super Bowl rings, among other valuables. They said other valuables that were, were reported missing included Wilfork's AFC championship rings, plural, and his Miami Hurricanes college football championship ring. There were additional missing personal jewelry, including necklaces and earnings. They said the younger Wilfork, 24 years old, received community service and five years probation, pleading guilty to theft of valuables worth more than $300,000. They said originally Vince Wilfork thought that he misplaced the stuff, but they discovered that his son had sold them for like $62,000. Um, the stuff has since been returned to Vince Wilford and other items were allegedly pawned by his son for a total of about $4,600. So the question here is, um, because his son was kicked off the University of Houston football team in 2016 after he was arrested for drug possession, you hear that kind of stuff probably back in 2016 and you assume oh he probably has some marijuana. But then you see this kind of stuff happen and you think, dude, you might have a more serious drug problem than <laughs> something recreational like I'm marijuana.
2: I'm because thinking, if he's to I'm the point fentanyl, where his family obviously
1: – right, his family has actually given up on him, which means, you know, no financial support. Fent, so now i got to go where I know there are some viables to get what I need to get to get what I need to get, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so this is telling me in my war room sports speculative, speculative voice that, yeah, there was a whole lot more to those those drug possession charges than just – the normal stuff we think we we find on a football player and he did get kicked out of school for it he got kicked off the team and i you don't generally get kicked off the team for weed so no yeah. shout out to vince Wilfork and his family they said they have since um they they trying to heal he he's trying to forgive so they've since reconciled and he's they that he can be rehabilitated and they can live a happy and productive life. Uh, well, he can live a happy and productive yeah. life, man. I hope I to never too, have man. to go through any of that with my children. Ever. So, prayers out to the Will Fork family. And last but not least, your man Mike Tyson. We forgot to talk about this last week. Whoops-a-dude's yes. ass on a JetBlue flight a couple of weeks ago. Now, this seems to be have been an overzealous, maybe drunken fan who was bothering Mike a little too much and then got a little disrespectful when he threw a water bottle at him, they have it all on video. They have dude pretty much bothering Mike and Mike just sitting there chilling and taking it. And then the next scene in the TMZ video, Mike is over the seat because the dude was sitting behind him. Mike is leaning over the seat, clocking this man in his face multiple times. Why, like, why would you ever, ever be anywhere in public – bothering Mike Tyson like like still, so, uh, and Mike ain't got the kind go of money he had, had back in his boxing days so I don't know what you really trying to you know if you were trying to do this on purpose but dude seemed like he was really drunk and Michael's people yeah he was, he was drunk he was pretty right? much on shrooms yeah. and high himself but they said when Mike is on shrooms and, and weed he's a very happy dude so, dude, they—they're thinking, yeah. dude, had to really cross the line to get yeah. Mike
2: now, off the square Mike, while he was shrooming. Now, bro,
1: I—I bro,
3: I,
2: I be watching the hot box and I be studying a little bit. Mike, Mike wasn't high; he was completely sober, and that was why this went the way it went. And, mm-hmm. you know, knowing Mike as we do and being true, I can honestly say I'm a Mike Tyson fan, and I don't—I don't say that of many human beings. I'm—I'm I'm a fan. I felt like i wanted him to have the patience and 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 spirituality of Malik Abdul Aziz um but i understood where he lost his temper did you watch the video
1: i did i mean to it be no, Mike Tyson, it ain't no way any of us, any shitter.
2: of us would have reacted differently it ain't no right.
1: way if this was like other if this was Mike Tyson back in the day, it wouldn't have taken nearly this long. Bo Boy, boy would have died. If this is Mike Beckham, Pretty
2: much. Yeah, he would Yo, Pretty but much. I seen I seen Mike training now as an old man and I don't want no smoke. I don't want no problems. I apologize. And I didn't do nothing. I
5: apologize. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> yo, yeah. Mike would, Mike
5: yo, Boy would have died this earlier, Mike. Like Boy deserved every part of that. Like, you know what I mean? Every like, yo, he did. Come on, he come on. he deserved it. He deserved it. <laughs> Because the, it in was the video, Mike ignores, Mike ignores it him for two minutes.
0: Mike ignores him for two minutes. And didn't get it as
5: bad as he should have. He yeah, wasn't I even unconscious. It, was, it was so egregious. <laughs> Bo- Bo was so egregious that I thought it wasn't real. I'm like, yo, this is parody. Like, yeah, Mike is doing that for the gram or something. But Boy was so egregious.
1: Was the like, next like, Hangover movie like, they're shooting or something? Yeah,
5: I thought it was like.
1: Drake got his son at the game. Shout out to Pusha T. Um, yo,
5: I know what. Yo, your push got him take care of something. Yo, I just want to say this. You know, I know I'm mad late because you know, it, you know, life and whatnot. But um, yo, everything ain't been the same since Joe uh, since Joel started talking crazy to uh, Aubrey, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, he probably for shouldn't have tweet. said
1: anything because Aubrey, yeah, another they one of those dudes sense. that probably got to deal with the devil. You can't, you can't disrespect Aubrey.
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so. Uh, before we get out of here, I'm going to just let everybody know what happened this week in sports history. And this date sports history is brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. The greatest sports book ever written, written by Jimmy the Blueprint of War Room Sports. Make sure you get your copy, WarRoomsports.com or SportsTheBook.com. Wherever you get it, just make sure you get it. Got it. All right, this date in sports history. <clears throat> April 28, 1967, this was the day that Muhammad Ali refused induction into the U.S. Army and was stripped of his heavyweight boxing title. Shout out to Muhammad Ali for one of the greatest moments in sports history because he stood for something so he wouldn't fall for anything. And I think the stand he took was necessary Word. Back then, you know, there there wasn't a lot of people on his side. Even the people who act like, you know, the older people now, who act like he's their hero for doing that kind of stuff, he wasn't looked upon favorably, not even in his own community, for doing what he did. But I'm glad he took a stand because there was a whole bunch of friends and not
2: <laughs> many Abdul. Hey Abdul. yo,
5: and not Hampton. Yo, um, <laughs> but you know. Yo, what's crazy about it is like sometimes I think we, we forget because it's history it's and always, retrospect. Like the, the kind of the kind of yo know, the kind of courage that it takes to do it. I mean, right? Yo,
1: because we can all say to them that we would have, but back in those days, they had us mean, a little shook for good reason because they you know they they take one of our lives in a minute, whether it was. Like no, literally not, taking it through violence, or just all right, I'm gonna put you in jail for the rest of your life because nobody cares and nobody will, you know, care to fight for this, or whatever.
5: That and you gotta understand that you know um, when you're an athlete at that level, you're living better than the average black person, right? So right. you gotta, you kind of, you, you got stuff to lose. So, so I don't think that people fully appreciate. Um, I don't know if you to say that because he is revered at this point. He's treated like a god, that he, but he should be. But, or you could know say I mean? appreciate
1: like, it. Back then, they didn't appreciate
5: it. Yeah, yeah. Because I look at I look at the whole Kaepernick situation. I'm not comparing him to. That's that. That's not what I'm doing at all. But I look at like how folks, his own folks, came out against him, and um. Weren't, I, I, weren't I do though. I kind of do.
1: I mean, of course, Kaepernick wasn't the same athlete as Muhammad Ali, but that's what we always talked about when we talked about Cap. Though Cap had. I guess he had, he didn't have as much to lose as Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was actually the heavyweight champion. Kaepernick at the time. Muhammad you know,
5: Muhammad Ali. But... Literally, I like, also don't think that Cap. Kaep- I mean, Muhammad Ali risked his life. Like folks were really right, kill Right. Him. Right. Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. So so you know, and it's not to diminish what Kaepernick did, but what I'm saying is, when I see the response that his own folks had to him. Some with vitriol, and some they're like, yo, I ain't doing none of that. I, I'm, I'm making too much money, like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like folks start yeah, sh- Shout sacrifices. out to shout out to Pac Man
1: Jones.
5: <laughs> yeah, he's, sick, he yo, he's still like, like, no. he's still on some like, yeah, bro, bro, feeling support he was like, I'm feeling supporting I was like, too much no. chicken.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, he, he kept. Like, a, no. it was, I gotta, I gotta respect him keeping it real though.
1: But you gotta respect Pac Man because Pac Man probably thinking in his face, I get, I get arrested too much. My career could be over in a minute. I can't be doing well, this. I
5: respect Pac Man for his honesty. <laughs> I, do, some I now, need this money. If I go back, I could do this. Like Pac-Man, yeah, like, if I can it. go back, I ain't doing nothing different. I'm <laughs> Pac-Man
1: said, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. <laughs> you know, I get arrested every six weeks. Like, I ain't doing it. My career yeah, could be over. I all I'm always money. trying to get reinstated. <laughs> so I, I ain't doing it. All right, man. So that's uh shout-out to that moment, man. And that's what happened this week in sports history. You want to take us out,
5: Jim? Yes, sir. Yeah, I might as well take us out at this point, man, and get to the Sixers game, man. But thank you, everybody, for joining us for this briefing in the War Room. Shout out to everybody that supports anything we do and has supported us over the years. We want you to know that we definitely appreciate you. Everything that we do can be found at the hub of But enjoy your week, right? Make sure you enjoy your week. Enjoy these playoffs. Um, enjoy the MVP trophy going out to the wrong person. But just enjoy all your sports, <laughs> yeah. right?
1: And the P-
5: MIP.
1: And, and the MVP. i with that? <laughs> i not like, it, every of
5: My book, Sports the book at com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity, be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top.
3: Draft night.
0: All the blueprint yo Every Thursday, 6 to 8 they do this <laughs> Shout out to Death PJ, be Austin, dot B on replay on uh. Warroom Sports dot com Get that mobile app It's not out 323 14 0012 Keep it going and you sensitive then oh well Yeah show uh, Showtime like magic and the block push Listen live, push one to join in uh, Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment Hip hop dollars, pit stop and knowledge Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college Pop G- guys, no beef though Work through it, drip, but the streets know uh, Bella funny uh, I got a G-Flow uh, K.C. Royalty, I'm in Beef mode. Uh, Two hours Get your game up, bum. Uh, who's who's, who's who a uh. lesson sports Cap, you gotta name us? World sports.